courage. It takes courage and determination to be in God's presence and to be uh, at a place and at a time when there's so many other things you could do. Especially when you're tired from the morning service and you've given it your best. And sleep is so good on Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon sleep is the best. And you just wonder why you have to wake up on a Sunday afternoon. This evening I want to take a few minutes uh, to, to, to a verse of scripture. I want to take you to a verse of scripture just for a devotional thought. Not the expanded teaching that I would normally do on a Sunday night, but just for, expa- for a devotional thought. But to let you know what evening service is all about, it's the dream of having two communities come together. A community of artists, artists, talented music, lights, action, dance, whatever. Artists coming together and truth seekers. Truth seekers, those who love God's word, those who love uh, the precepts and the concepts of God's word and just want some solid teaching. Do you get good teaching in your church? Absolutely. Do you want more? Come on down. Uh, are you someone who yourself is serving in your church? You're a Bible study leader. You're a, you're a mature believer. You're serving in Sunday school. You're serving in, uh, maybe you're even preaching. Maybe you're a pastor. But you want to come to a service where an amazing band like this or an artist like this just pours those songs over you. Wasn't that just beautiful? I mean, the last couple of songs, Danny's song and then uh, uh, Joshua's song, just, I could just, just sit back and allow it to flow over me. And when worship flows over me, I come under just anointed rest. Have you had that? Have you, have you experienced that? Anointed rest. There's sleepy rest, which just comes from, oh, I'm so tired, stack. And there's anointed rest where where angels came to minister to the Lord Jesus, angels came to minister to Elijah, angels came to minister to Joshua, and you get that extra amazing strength of the Lord flowing through your, your veins so that it's not physical anymore. It's not just that you're able to do it. That's, that's what we're looking for on a Sunday evening. That mixed, so artists mixed with uh, those who are truth seekers. Next week onwards, I'm starting uh, a series. I'm starting to teach the book of Pro- Hebrews. The book of Hebrews. Hebrews is one of the toughest books in the scriptures. And I am not going to pull any punches. I'm not going to soften it down. I'm not going to think about the lowest common denominator or the one who just opened their uh, dusty Bible. I'm going to go straight and heavy for the ones who really want to get into the meat of it. Hebrews from next Sunday onwards. And I'm going to be speaking for half an hour, 35 minutes with notes and taking notes, taking thoughts down. So we'll have worship or music to to, to anoint your soul with God's rest, and we'll also have the Word of God. Tell people about it, and help me move this vision forward, so that it's a thing where other churches, many churches, any church, any people, any believers are able to walk in, feel just as connected to anybody else, and then be able to walk out and uh, be blessed. Go strengthen. Go back to your church. Go back to your ministry. Uh, give your best. Give your all. All right. So these are tough days. COVID, whatnot. And people are like, should I go, should I not go, I'm tired, I'm this or that. So it's going to take a time to, to build up. Crowds are slowly, people are slowly coming in. And coming all the way to Central Delhi is another joke. You know, so especially when you've gone to church in the morning. So be praying that God will do something very specific for people. This is not about us, this is not about me, but for people. And for those of you who've been coming regularly, you know what I'm talking about. Let me take your attention to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2. One verse, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2. This verse highlights one word I want to focus on this evening. Ephesians 5 verse 2 says, And walk in the way of love. 
Okay, so it is a lifestyle. It is a philosophy of living. It is a it's it's a it's a mindset. Walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave Himself for us as a what fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We're in Ephesians chapter five, verse two. If you don't know the best Bible app in the world, it's called U Version. U Version, and you can download it. It has over ten thousand amazing Bible reading plans. It has all the Languages, it's just amazing, and right there you can pick, pick it up, pull it up, and it even throws you a verse two, three times a day to keep you alive, right? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2 Walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us. Did I tell you about this? Oh, these are cards. One's a small one, one's a big one, and they both say the same thing. And the other one is a scribbly one where you can write your name. And I'll sell your number to the corporates and I'll make some money. There you go. I needed to plug that in. And he says, gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Two words, offering. Second word, sacrifice. Focus word, sacrifice. That's what we're talking about this evening. But I find that word extremely interesting because how do you sacrifice when you don't have anything to give? If everything you have and are is owned by somebody, <laughs> what do you exactly sacrifice? And we believers go on like we're sacrificing time and energy. We go on like we're giving to the Lord. What are you giving? You're not giving diddly squat. Everything you have is God's. If you were to, earn, if you were to work for Christ, and if you were to give your all, if you were to slog for Him from morning till night, for the next thousand years, you would not come close to giving back what he has given to you. All right? How about that for good news for this evening? Yeah? That's what you came to hear. But that's what I want to ask. I want to get into the concept of sacrifice and what we, you and me, think about sacrifice. I look at it two ways. Number one, sacrifice is giving up something in order for the one you love to have what he or she wants. Are you okay with that? Sacrifice is giving up something for somebody you love so that they can have it. I have one samosa, I don't know what to do. You want it, I love you, you can have my samosa. So I sacrificed my samosa, assuming that my name was on that samosa. That's a whole different concept, that, that, that's another story altogether. But going with samosas, I sacrifice something I want, but then I love you, so I give that up for you. That's one way of looking at it. Second way of looking at it is simply this. Offering something that costs you time, influence, credit and glory offering something giving up something presenting something that costs you time it costs you your influence it costs you credit i did it i should have done it the credit should go to me I, it was mine I, that was my work okay credit and glory at the end of it hey look look finally he took all the glory how many times have you heard that finally he took all the glory okay when you sacrifice that that's another form of sacrifice. So there's two ways of sacrificing. But the two parts to this verse, if you're looking at the verse in your phones or wherever, it, one part is a command and another part is a standard. The command is walk in the way of love. It's an imperative. Walk in the way of love. And the, and the standard is, the measure is just as Christ. You got that? If you got that, you can go home now. But, but finish Danny's uh, music and then go home. Okay. That's basically it. Walk in the way of love, that's the command. But the measure is just as Christ. So you, can, you and I can stop talking about what we have sacrificed. Now the conversation is what has Christ sacrificed? That's a whole different ballgame. 
What is Christ's sacrifice? So the sobering thing to remind ourselves would be, number one, Christ has everything. Christ had everything. When Christ was in glory, when Christ was with the Father, the pre-incarnate Christ, he had everything. He had all the glory. He had all the, 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 the power. He was, he was kingpin. He, was, he had everything. Right? He had everything. Christ had everything to give up. Christ had to give up everything. I hope you're following me. Christ gave up everything. Let's do it again. Are you too tired? Can you work with me? Christ had everything. Christ had everything to give up. Christ had to give up everything. Christ gave up everything. So for the one who didn't have to give up, but had everything to give up, did give up, for those who didn't have anything to give up, to sit here and talk about sacrifice. Christ is the standard. Christ is the measure. Second, we are not our own. We are bought with a price. We are indebted eternally. We belong to God. We are not our own. We are bought with a price. We are indebted eternally. We belong to God. When believers start earning money from what belongs to God, when believers, what's that word? Peddle. When believers peddle, when believers uh, market the gifts that God has given to gain money for themselves or to gain fame and, and fortune for themselves or to make a name for themselves in this world for their own glory, which was meant to be given to God, they are doing a huge injustice to what God has called. And then they call it a sacrifice. I sacrificed my life. I should have gone. I would have been a big star. I would have been a big success in the world. Instead, I went did. I did it here in the name of Jesus. No, you did it. You did it in your own name. You did it in your own name. We are not our own. We are bought with a price. We are eternally in, uh, debt, indebted. We are indebted eternally. And we belong to God. Your voice belongs to God. Your art belongs to God. Your ability belongs to God. The ability to know that you have an ability belongs to God. The art world that recognizes that you have an art belongs to God. The business world that recognizes that you have the ability to make money belongs to God. Everything you work in, the mud you pick up to, to, to build your own solar system, belongs to God. Everything you touch belongs to God. You have nothing to contribute. You have nothing to sacrifice. And you are nobody to talk about sacrifice. Christ had everything. Christ had to give, had to give up everything. Christ did give up everything. We are not our own. We have nothing to give. And we are indebted eternally. People ask me, Pastor David, what about you know, serving and all this? I said, you've been paid. You've been paid. You've been paid in full 2021 years ago. You were paid in full. Now, serve God with your whole life. Serve God with your whole life. Remember I told you I'm talking to mature believers who are coming here, and I'm constantly going to talk to you about ministry, about service, about leadership, and about putting Christ first. So don't expect anything different. Here it is. Then what about my money? What about my upkeep? What about, well, he knows the lilies of the field, and he clothes them. He sees the sparrow fall to the ground and he clothes them. Before you, know, before you say it, he already knows that you have need of it. So my father who knows that I have need of it, if I put his kingdom first, if I put his work first, will he not provide? Will he not provide? If God's going to give you a ministry, will he not provide for your ministry? If God's going to give you a ministry, will he not provide for your ministry? If God is not providing for your ministry, he hasn't given you a ministry. Get out. Go get a job. 
If God's, you're claiming that this is my ministry, it's my passion, this is what I want to do with my life, well, God's going to provide for it. God's going to open up ways to make, you, make sure you do it. Look at the servants in the scripture, from Genesis to Revelation. Where did they go out, God, you know, worrying and anxious about how they're going to, God always provided for their needs. And God provides bountifully for their needs. God doesn't want you to even look at that opportunity, or sorry, for, at that problem or at that challenge. Leave it to me, you go do the work. You go do the work. We need to stop thinking about sacrifice. Start, think, start thinking about consecration. Two parts to this story. One is the command, walk in love. Number two is the standard, just as Christ does. Sobering reminder, Christ had everything. Sobering reminder, we don't have anything. So what can we honestly call a sacrifice? That's the point for this evening. What can we call a sacrifice? When all you have already belongs to him, all you are is already owned by him, what exactly can I give God? What can I give anybody and call it my investment, my giving? This brings us to a very sobering thought, a further sobering thought, that is to obey the command. That in obeying the command, we aren't actually sacrificing anything of our own. Listen carefully. I know I'm reading. Listen carefully. I'm reading so that I don't miss a word here. We aren't actually sacrificing anything of our own, but we are allowing the life of Christ, his sacrificial loving, to flow through us. We are the enactment of that sacrificial heart on a daily basis within community. We are an enactment of that sacrificial heart on a daily basis. So what do you sacrifice? Nothing. Then how do I live a sacrificial life? The one who had everything, sacrificed everything, and now wants to live out that sacrificial loving, that sacrificial loving, walk in the way of love, through you. So what comes through me is a very sacrificial love that has actually the love of the Lord Jesus. It's not me. It's not my word. It's not my way. It's his way. Walk in the way of his love. Are you with me? Just as Christ. Just as Christ. So we're not talking about copying here. We're not talking about mimicking. We're not talking about watching Jesus and doing as he does. We're talking about being a conduit. We're talking about being a pipeline. We're talking about being a, a channel for Christ to love unconditionally and sacrificially. So the sacrificial mind of Christ. Do you remember he, Philippians chapter 2? We did that here. The mind of Christ, he emptied himself. The humility of Christ, the wonderful sacrifice of Christ, whatever he does, he's doing through you. So even when it comes through you, they see Jesus. They don't see you. They don't see, oh sister, what a, what a wonderful life she has. She's so sacrificial. No, they see the sacrifice of Christ coming through you. They see the sacrifice, the mind of Christ coming. They see you thinking like Christ, giving like Christ, contributing like Christ. Uh, just being absolutely not in need, I don't know a better word, being absolutely not in need of receiving glory because nothing was yours in the first place. And some of you who are young, don't wait to get to my age to figure this one out because God will beat you to the ground until you get it. He will beat you, he will wrestle you to the ground until you give him back the glory that is due his name. This is the essence of Christian life. We live out the sacrificial heart and mind of Christ. Philippians chapter 2. Do nothing from selfish ambition 
or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this among yourself, this mind among yourselves, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, through, who though he was in the form of God, did not count it equality to be God, to stand on to his godness, but emptied himself and took the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of a man, being found in human form. He humbled himself be, uh, to become obedient even to the point of death, even the death of a cross. Even the death of a cross. So, in obedience to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2, what do you need to do? Two things. Number one, uh, demonstrate the sacrifice of entitlement and position. Become like a servant. Demonstrate the sacrifice of entitlement and position. Give it up. Give it up. Don't look for a position. Don't look for a position. The moment you want and look for a position, Satan will just go... <laughs> He does that. He's done it in my life lots of times. And you know who he'll use? He won't use your enemies. He'll use your friends. He'll use loved ones. He'll use your own weaknesses. He'll use your own uh, issues. Demonstrate sacrifice of entitlement. So if you want to do anything in terms of sacrifice, if you want to prove sacrifice, you want to be, give up something, just to feel like you're giving to God, give up the entitlement and give up the position. The second thing, we demonstrate, is the sacrifice of identity and personal honor. The sacrifice of identity and personal honor. If you were challenged to give up your identity for the rest of your life, so that Christ would be all in all in your life, would you do it? If Jesus threatened you that at the end of your life, he took all the honor for everything you've ever done. If Jesus threatened you, and I use the word threatened tongue-in-cheek, if he threatened you to take all the honor of everything you've ever done, good and gracious, at the end of your life, would you be cool with that? And if you're going to be cool with it anyway, can you live with the fact that everything you're doing comes from gratitude rather than looking for response? Imagine the things we did, the ministry we did. We're not looking for a response. We're not looking for anything in return. We're doing it out of gratitude, out of overwhelmed gratitude overwhelmed gratitude let the music of god that worships god let the music that is, has been written to exalt him continue to minister to your hearts i love you deeply and i want to see god's fruit flow through your life so that everything you touch marks the life of christ